Vintage Sustainability, a podcast where Gordon and John look back at 25 years of sustainable buildings. So, Gordon, should we go and say um, Jason? We'll go and say Jason. Let's go. Now, Jason, shall we tell people who Jason is? Yes, uh, Jason Hodgson. Yeah. Um, he works for SV Rutter, but we know him because we were assessing Briam schemes. Well, um, and unfortunately, this refl- Just turn that wireless off and go. Yes. He did the design centre for the north. Um, yes. He did a couple of offices, one of which was occupied by the Open University, as it happens, uh, in Gateshead, just sort of uh, up uphill from the uh, the Baltic. So we were doing the Briam assessment for him when yes. we were Northumbria University. Exactly. I think, so, I think it's worth mentioning, though, the, the whole how we got into Briam in the first place, because uh-huh. we were teaching at Northumbria, teaching built environment courses, and this was at a time of 2000-ish, sustainability, global warming, climate change, the whole thing was on the agenda. And we'd found about, about this Briam scheme. Central Square. And we thought, well, why don't we go and find out about it by training, doing the assessor training? Yes. Because it was a bit of a secret society, really, wasn't it? It, you know, it, it seemed to me to us, yeah. Um, no, nobody knew about it. it. It was there, but only the people who'd been through the mill, to a certain extent, knew what it was about. Yeah, so perhaps I should tell listeners who might not know about Briam what it's about. So I've got this paper here by um, Lowen Watts, an evaluation of a Briam case study project, uh, both at Sheffield Hallam University. It was from 2011, and it mentions the Briam scheme, which you're measuring a design, basically for a number of sort of uh, features, and you give it scores for doing good things. So the yeah. the sort of categories here in their paper, which they're referencing from Grayson McFadden, 2006, uh, management, the weighting of management credits, about 12%. So that was about things like considerate constructors and the whole... Not producing dust, dirt, Manage- noise, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Man- like waste... Management. Waste materials on the yeah, yeah. Then uh, 50, 15% waiting for health and well-being. So people's the, the, that was like natural lighting. Good light, good ventilation. Had to have your desk within seven meters of the window. Didn't yeah, you? yeah. Good things being good for people. Ninety percent waiting for energy. Oh yeah. Those carbon oh, carbon use. Which yeah. which more? <laughs> yeah. Transport, 8%, so that was like Central Square, very close to the yes, station, the yeah. metro, scored highly on being good for public transport. I think one of the things about that was, this was like basically outside the scope of the developer, you, you know, because the site is the site. So if there had to be 20 buses a minute going past, you got loads of scores. Yes, and well... If, and if there wasn't, you, you didn't. Yeah, we found that really it didn't make people develop, necessarily move the development, it just happened to either cash in these credits because they're there or yeah, not. Yeah. Remember when we did the RSPB at Saltome in the middle of nowhere? Uh, transport credits were quite hard to come by because it was a nature reserve with, yes. with no transport whatsoever. Yes. So you had to work really hard on the rest of the building to, yes. to get some credits. Well, I always remember I did a, 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 a Briam in Iceland, oh. and of course, yeah, one yeah, of the transport you credits. One of, you? <laughs> <laughs> you had to do. Ambulance. Ambulance. But the credits on um, um, sort of you had to have in the reception of the building the timetables from the local 
buses or trains oh, or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, people yeah. Didn't, that was um, an easy credit. It, well, it wasn't easy credit either because there were no buses and no public <laughs> transport. It was in the middle of nowhere next to a glacier. So in the end, we did get the credit, but we had to put the local air flight schedule on because it's the only way you could get to it. Yes. But anyhow, that's an outlier. Anyway, water. Oh, sorry, John. That is that is quite an outlier. <laughs> Water, six yep. percent. So it's low, 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 water, uh, low, low flush WCs. Low flush WCs uh, rainwater collection on urinals and stuff. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Materials, twelve and a half percent. Yes. So that would be green guide <coughs> compliant yeah, yeah, in, in, reference in, in, A, a yeah, materials. Yeah. Yeah. That often, in fact, on the Central Square thing, we found that that was a, a difficulty in terms of finding the insulation materials, which were yeah. green guide issues. I guess Central Square. Some it was a refurbishment, so lots of the materials are reused in a way, so that helped. Seven and a half percent of the weightings for waste. Yeah. So that's like uh, putting recycling bins in the sort of office areas, so people can sort yes. away some different place to collect. I think that's, that's uh, okay. And then ten percent of the score was for land use and ecology. Yeah. So these were some of the. This was using land that had been used already, and there was an ecology calculator, which uh -huh. was quite complicated. About you had to do before and after yes. uh, species count on the site, often done by an ecologist. And the, the, really, you got a lot of credits if you increased the species on the site. Yes. But difficulty if you have a brownfield site, the ecologist might go around the site and say, actually, this is quite rich yeah. in wildlife because it's, you know, it's got sort of naturally grown weeds and grasses or whatever and 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 hence it would help pollution 10 percent for pollution so low that nox boilers uh, uh, acoustic pollution acoustic, light pollution yeah a light pollution yeah using sort of um, dark sky compliant external lighting fittings yes. switching the floodlight lightning off in the middle of the night that sort of stuff and then um, i think it was later edition here there were 10 percent for innovation so this was added into brianne um, where they, they decided that you could apply for an innovation credit that they hadn't sort of thought of. It was a good idea, really. Yeah, yeah. I um, think it's one of the Mission Impossible type credits to get them. So, that's how, so you do your design, the assessor looks at all these features, assesses it, and what often happens is that the design team and the client want the score to be better, say an excellent. Um, so they start to look at the credits saying, should we alter the design to put this in, to put that in? Uh, and so on. So, the, and at the time, I guess there were lots of people looking at the cost of individual credits. From Grayson McFadden, referenced in this Hallam paper, they've said the advantages of Bream were robust, yeah, detailed, <laughs> very <laughs> much so. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll, we'll have a lot more to say about that. We'll, we'll ask Jason years. about that. <laughs> well known. Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. For easy to specify. Yeah, it is easy to say. We'll have a Brian excellent. That's not a difficult uh, specification. Independent. Yeah, it is. It was yeah, independent yeah. design. When you're working as complicated. Yes. <laughs> inflexible. Yes. Poorly understood. Extra cost. And then they've said comparing apples and pears. Um, I was, but I remember one developer who, who I think the assessor might be us, had said, well, the only way you can get this extra credit is to move a bus stop into this street. And I think that was his street. And he said, oh, I'm not having that. <laughs> so now we're in um, SB Grutter's office and we're speaking to Jason Hodgson. Jason, who we worked with in the past as Brie assessors. Me design centre for the north. Oh. 
final assessment there from Fantastic. some dodgy assessor. Yes. <laughs> ah, yes, this is assessor. John, John, John look, you're yes. the assessor. Yes. What was the score? Let's have a look. So I'm just going to read out this. 58.38. Yes, but you see how much better than very good that is. 55 is very good. So it's not... So it's, it's not 59, yes. Not, and can I also 50, point out 55. at the the, the exemplar point we managed to obtain. Oh, yes. Ah, for sight. What was that? Oh. It was because we had a metre on the water supply to the heating boilers. You had to go to BRE and get some yes, clarification. Oh, they had to be they were yes. individually authorised. Yes, couldn't trust an assessor to I have do something got, with it. I have got your full final report on this. Oh, have you really? If, I can put it up on there if, you want, <laughs> if you'd be interested. <laughs> well, it's about 150 pages, which well, is why I didn't print it off. That, well, that's one, of the is, that's one of the issues we wanted to talk about, really. Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, Jason... You've done the, you've heard the stuff that we've been doing, yeah, yeah. But, and it, and it's 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 as it happens, it's bringing out all sorts of really interesting stuff. But I remember when we were thinking about what we might want to talk about on these podcasts. I remember when you were told, you put a, took a special interest in how much it cost to get a Brian because I think originally in the olden days the architects thought, oh, Brian, that's like getting a building regulations approval, and then. As the bureaucracy increased and increased, yeah, I mean, it, it was very much a journey for myself. Yes, to be honest, a journey of discovery that <laughs> that toilet were. I think at the time, they were, they were a tier two contractor who always punched above the weight. Yes, and quite often managed to put a bloody nose on the tier ones, much to their right. Shagran in the region, <laughs> I imagine. But so, so tier one, tier two, that's like Premiership and Championship. Isn't yeah, it? if you want. So you big, <laughs> you big, you big nationals. Yes, I'm not naming. Yes, no, don't, don't, <laughs> you don't, don't want any yeah, liability sure suits know. from the podcast, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> but so so we didn't. We weren't geared up like they would be. So where they would have sustainability champions and all that kind of thing so yes we would naively sign up to anything <laughs> yeah i would i would honestly say i didn't have a clue what brian was when yes. when i first came across john on i think it was buildings b and c were the first ones yeah. on the baltic business park <coughs> and i have to thank john because without his guidance and help Yes. I would have been very much yes. snooker, but he, he, did, he did help me a lot. I'm sure he did. And you helped me a lot because you were very quite meticulous in your yes. keeping and, well, well, yes. and providing evidence, yes. which, which yeah. is another thing we'll come back to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and I did learn from <clears> that <throat> and took it forward into the Design Centre for the North. Yeah. Tolent were really naive, and, yes. and as much as the hierarchy didn't understand what Brian was, it was only when I got involved in it, and really as a quantity surveyor yes. at the time, it wouldn't have been my bag. <coughs> no. Yeah. But, but in fairness, the PM was under a bit of pressure at the time uh -huh. on the projects because there'd been a bit of slippage. So, and we ran a very lean ship on site. There wasn't loads of bodies. So I, I think you weren't alone, actually, even though you're talking about the tier one contractors. I think at that period, 
there was a lot of Briam assessments out there on yeah. projects. You know, it needs yeah. to get a Briam very good as part of the yeah. project. I think lots of people saying, oh, we'll have that. Yeah. And then they'd end up in the assessment process and they'd say, what, what, we need to give all this evidence, which is all new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the format I mean, was awesome. I may be speaking out of turn, but no, yeah. in, in, in my view was that, the des- and this is just my personal opinion, the design team looked at the headline and said, oh, yes, we've got that. Or, well, we'll just write it into the spec so the contractor will provide it. Uh-huh. Totally oblivious, and we were the same, to the fact that when you delved into the detail, it wasn't as simple as providing, for example, a bin store. The bin store had to be within a certain distance. Yep. <laughs> of the so they would just say, provide bins. Yeah, we're providing that, so we'll give ourselves a credit. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> private developers being what private developers are, up front, they're not wanting to spend lots, so perhaps the Briam assessor maybe hadn't been appointed and someone was doing them a, yes. a favour yeah. <laughs> to give them some guidance on the promise of a jam tomorrow. <laughs> so I think the bin store is a good example for, for people who aren't familiar with this process. So I can't remember the details, but you know, Briam might say you get a credit if you've got a bin store within 10 metres of the lift shaft so people oh, bring stuff yeah. to the bin. And then someone would say, here's my drone, it's within 15 metres, is that close enough? And we'll say, well, no, it has to be, it has to be within 10 metres. Yeah. And then I say, well, are you sure you can't give it for 15 metres? You know, no, it has to be within 10, 10 metres. <laughs> so oh. it was, I think that the, the sort of detail and precise nature of how you got the credit was sometimes a bit frustrating for people. If the bin store was within 11 metres, you didn't get a credit. Yeah. And people say, well, that seems a bit unfair. And it sort of was in a way, oh. but it, 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 it was a very difficult thing as an assessor I, I can to tell maintain you, a relationship with ta- Tales of sending young QSs, or sending young QSs with trundle wheels from the site to Gateshead Metro Station to try and find out whether we had the distance for the major transport hub, which yes. Gateshead Interchange qualified for. Yes. And him coming back and him being sort of 20 metres short on the criteria and telling him, right, go, but cut across the grass there. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, That's well, exactly right. You know, and he's like looking at me thinking, I'm having to go through Gateshead with his trundle wheel and <laughs> dogs chasing him and things like, you know. Just, but I, and it was. It I, was. I, I can remember <laughs> pleading with the post office for them to cite a post box. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. I don't think they'd cited one in Gateshead since the reign of George the uh, <laughs> <laughs> fifth or whatever. You know, just no, because oh, right. their modus operandum now was no, we can charge the businesses for collection. Yeah, course, yeah. So, yeah. so I think just just for listeners who don't know mm-hmm. another thing, because we talked a lot about energy and carbon previously a bit online house and on Seven Square, but within the sustainable assessment, quite rightly, things like if the building is close to a post box, it's meant to be occupants and people working in the office can just walk out at lunchtime and post later on, get in that car and drive to the post box. Yeah. So you got a credit for being within, I can't remember what it was, I don't know, 500 metres or something in a post box. the exact distances now. And compared with getting a credit for like having, you know, another 20 windows, Moving a post box a bit is probably cheaper. So, yes. We learned through process and over time, we started to clarify our bids, uh, stating that, look, look, 
we, we see your aspiration, but you've got to understand that Brianne's a collaboration mm -hmm. between client, design team and contract, and we're all responsible for achieving it. So you can't just put the onus on to me because I cannot achieve a credit if mm -hmm. I'm appointed after a milestone has yeah, passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he come to a conclusion as to how much extra it was costing in terms of putting something on a prelims? If it was like 100 quid at the beginning, what did it get to? I, I, it, it, de it depended on the scale yeah, of, of the project yeah. and the level of detail, but we ended up, from memory, starting to put tens of thousands in. Really? Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, tens of thousands. Right. Uh -huh. You know, to just that's on top of the, that's yes. separate to the Brian assessment fee, which yes, is yes. very transparent. Yeah, it was like a hidden cost. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. very sorry. And it's quite strange because when when you start to show that visibly in your bids. Some, some, sometimes the Briam requirement was adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> was a Briam outstanding. Mm -hmm. And I think I talked to Paul Redman at the time of the project, I think. Uh, he was in the office for some other reason, and he was, I think they had a pay and gain mechanism with the contractor. And they had to get 70, but for whatever one, one or two, oh, sorry, 85, I think mm -hmm. it was outstanding. The more credits they could get, they gained financially in some way. So I could see that someone had obviously learnt that they need to work with a contractor yeah. to, to get a very high score in a way. So that was quite an interesting approach. And I don't think yeah. I've ever seen replicated. And I think we'll have a chat with Paul mm -hmm. at some point yeah. about that project. No, that would be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting. To see how they approach that. So when, when, you, when you got a tender and it said, we want you to achieve a Brian very good or a Brian excellent, mm. did your heart soar? <laughs> it depended who the assessor was. <laughs> That's a good if, if, it, if it was a, a, a local assessment company, like Northumbria <laughs> yes. University, yeah. one, one was much happier than someone you hadn't heard of. So I think you needed quite a close relationship yeah. with the assessor, oh, otherwise it can just like, become... Like I, say, I, know, I said earlier on, without... without yeah. John's help, and it was no underestimation. I, I don't think we, we'll as a company there. at that time, would have been able to to get them through. But can we get the very good? Yeah. And we were so close. I can remember. So a lot of the, you know, a lot of that stuff for Trundle Wheels was yeah. because we were so close. Yeah, yeah. And they wanted the very good, but they hadn't. They they recognised that they hadn't done enough mm -hmm. at design stage. Yes, yes. Recall we did some lovely outside spaces at Patan Court, Gateshead's only Patan Court. Did he get credit for a Patan Court? No, no, that's very disappointing. <laughs> you know, it's something they should have considered. Should have been in health innovation. and well being. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, now it would be in, yes. wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, yes, recreational areas. <laughs> so, Jason, I'm looking at your certificate for Design Centre and North. So, for management of the construction process, you got 90% of all the credits. So that's great for yeah. for the construction work and everything. Also, you got ninety percent for land use and ecology. Yeah. Can you remember how you got ninety percent for land use and ecology? Be so it's a good be, score. Well, because it had obviously previously been industrial, right, wasteland, wasteland. and yeah. then remediated, remediated a bit of landscaping. And, you know, so increased the ecology and. So, Jason, in your experience in the current climate do you find Briams on the agenda with people you know and other contractors I, uh, towards the end of my time at Toland yeah 
it was it had almost disappeared really it it, it had almost disappeared as being a, i couldn't remember the last time it was a requirement it had almost been overtaken by a general requirement for sustainability oh, right. regardless uh-huh, uh-huh. regardless of a certification right. process yes it was almost embedded throughout wow yeah. Um, so perhaps it did its job. Y- yes. In yes, theory, it did its job without, without you know, more and more. Even at tender stages, the the the, the qualification questions are weighted towards right. you know how are you delivering yes, sustainability yeah. throughout your business uh-huh. and the whole industry evolved as well because suddenly you had energy efficient cabins. So right, you know, solar panels and stuff like that. Yeah. So no longer was it the that yes. electric radiator that <laughs> worked, worked for the first two weeks of the job, yeah. uh, which was normally in the summer. And, uh, <laughs> and then in the winter, it just it wasn't, wasn't having anything of it. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. So, w- one of the things we've been looking at, Jason, if you've been listening, you've seen this that the, the, the thing that's on the table now is the minimum energy efficiency standards, meaning that the energy performance certificate, the EPC of the building. Yeah. You, know, you can't have an F or a G, and yeah. at the moment you have a D, but in three or four years you've got to have a C, and by 2030 yeah. you're going to have to have a B. So this, mm-hmm. is, this is sort of on the horizon. Really. Well, it's, it's, so, it's interesting you say that, because actually we, we had a meeting last week with um, sort of student accommodation properties that were built at a certain time. Uh-huh. And in the meeting they said, that's right, we need to refurbish them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're looking to bring EPC in these buildings up to C. And it, so that's oh, been recognised. So people have spotted this. They've yeah, spotted of course, it. Yeah. So, but they're looking at a portfolio in the next few years of 3,500. Right. Real sort yeah, of yeah, growth in it. So, so there's a bit, and they're classifying all the properties above C and below C. Uh-huh. And the ones that are below C at the minute are the priority yeah. to get them up to C. Uh-huh. Right. And, and they've got a range of kind of things they want to do. Do they already have some idea of what they need to do? They've, they've got a kind of um, yeah. a, an outline scope of works that would need to be done to each property. That's, yeah. That's very interesting. So, so yes, I mean, the, the big sort of developers in that way and the, pro- the property portfolio holders Mm-hmm. Are well aware of what's coming. Ah, oh, Jason's very good, John. Yes, it was a nice trip down memory lane, wasn't it? Yes, and some interesting perspective on RIAM assessments from the project manager type. Yeah, position. that's right. And I think the other thing that was interesting that came out of that is that it's worked, as as you said, that it's now become embedded in the design team. But I think the emphasis on EPCs is probably a bit dangerous, really, in terms of over-focus on energy, which is clearly very, very important, but to the neglect, perhaps, of things like health and well-being and location issues and risk yeah, management. Uh, and yeah, things. yeah, it's a very sort of single-club approach, but... <laughs> yeah, <'cause, laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than one club in the back. Perhaps we should go and look at the design centre of the north, perhaps, if we can get have a look at this. Yes, so Jason's going to send me the, the report from that, so that'll be interesting. The original report, yeah. Going, going through all the whys and wherefores of that and where they points were gained and lost uh, i was wondering if we should hear here as a traditional end here you cut your electric car startup right because i'm not i'm not overdub this with a harley mm. Davidson. no you don't want to do that well, i'll just put my seatbelt on to yes yeah. i've already so got mine on it. oh have you ready ready <laughs>
Hold on. Wow. Thank you.